G'day leaders. In this podcast, we discuss somebody who I consider the happiest man on earth and the two choices that we have in life that will determine if you're going to be happy in what you do. Enjoy. Why did it count backwards? I know that we're now recording. <laughs> what? Hello, Captain. <laughs> what do I Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. So, leadership, life and everything else. Yeah. And we're live. No. <laughs> hey, Michelle. No, Hi, guy. <laughs> and what are we going to talk about today? Uh so I was thinking about this yeah. a few days ago. I drove past a pub near where I live. Yep. It was in during the day, mm-hmm. and there was a guy cleaning the windows, and he had on his shirt "Presentation Team." And I thought, what a cool, how cool, like role name or identity yeah. for someone who cleaned the windows and potentially cleaned other parts of the pub, um, and just that whole thing of, you know renaming it and reframing it and and thinking actually they are they are responsible for the presentation presentation of that business that's a great title presentation team i love that yeah even the shirt was like a really pretty blue it wasn't your typical cleaner uniform color whatever that is yeah (laughs) (laughs) is there a cleaning color yeah presentation team just imagine how that would make people feel in that industry yeah you're not a cleaner you're you are the presentation team well i put a smile on my face and i wasn't even like i I wasn't doing the role but yeah that's right so reframing it and feeling like you had that purpose Mm. rather than cleaning a pub which you know 2 a.m in the morning if you've ever been in a pub it's like that's Mm, pretty gross you feel sorry for the person uh, the next day exactly but presentation team that's you know, different, different that mindset. It reminds me of um, a story about JFK. Have you heard this one? JFK was walking through NASA and um, he, walked, he, was walk, he was doing a tour of NASA and he walked through a corridor and he saw a guy and he said, excuse me, sir, and what do you do? And the, and the bloke looked at JFK and said, Mr. President, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. And he was the janitor. Yeah. And it became one of JFK's favorite stories. I asked this guy, what do you do? And he said, oh, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. He, he cleaned the bathrooms. And, and it was clear that that janitor had, uh, was connected to a purpose that was bigger than his job. And, what, and it became JFK's favorite story, one of JFK's favorite stories. And I, I love that story because it, it's, uh, it shows that you don't have to be just focusing what you do. You can focus on how what you do contributes to the bigger picture. And well... Any organisation I've ever worked for where you felt like you were part of the big picture rather than just that singular role, Hmm. there's more dedication, you give more and you're proud. It's kind of like a family almost. Presentation team. And and I love the the fact that it said team as well. You're part of a collective, you're part of a group of people that help make this place look beautiful. Well, as a pilot, my role, my Mm. job was to operate an aircraft full of people and sometimes not full of people to and from locations. Mm. But I remember when we first, um, when I joined regional airline and on our first day, we were were given a bit of a pep talk and a welcome in our induction. And they mentioned that you know, the role, our role, not only to operate the aircraft safely for the aircraft and passengers, but also just consider what we're doing. We're connecting people and all of the different 
reasons and situations why people would fly. So there's holidays, there's there's going to to work, there's moving, mm. there's um, you know going to funerals, there's people that they're leaving behind, there's people that they're meeting. Mm. All these different reasons, and it, it humanized the role that we did rather like than just purely technically operating an aircraft. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, giving giving you purpose. Yeah, something bigger. Yeah. That reminds me of a of um, somebody I met. I, I've always referred to him as the happiest man on earth, and um, so I was I was running these team building workshops, and we had a, a real diverse range of people in these workshops because we were it was a team of people that worked in large buildings in the city, so they looked after the, the you know the big buildings in the city. So we had security guards, we had cleaners, we had asset managers, we had a diverse range of people who were all on a very diverse range of salaries as as well. And so we're running these team building workshops, trying to get them to, you know, operate as a team to look after the, these assets. And, and I met a guy who I call the happiest man on, on, on earth and his, his name's Mario. So Mario was a cleaner, yeah? And so he came into this team building workshop with all these other people and every activity we did, no matter what we were doing, how challenging it was, he had the biggest smile on his face and he was just one of those people who, when you meet, they're just warm. They just, they warm the area around them with their attitude and their smile and stuff. And he was only this little, little guy. And I insulted him. How? I, 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 yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't know that I insulted him at the time, but later on looking back, like when I was looking back that afternoon, that evening when I was kind of like debriefing the, the workshop in my head, I'd realised I'd insulted him. So I, I went up to him in one of the breaks and I said to him, I said, Mario, why are you so happy? Can you hear the insult? Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. So here's the insult. Why are you so happy? Because you're a cleaner and you clean the toilets. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was the subtext in my comment at the time. I was young and stupid and didn't, I wasn't as self-aware, hopefully, as I am now. And I'm, I'm sure I've got a long way to go. But I, I said to him with uh, like an intrigue, how can you possibly be so happy? And I'll mm. never forget his response. And it was just beautiful. I'm going to do a very, very bad attempt at his accent. But he looked at me and he said, guy. Why wouldn't I be happy? Is he Russian? Uh, <laughs> he's from Argentina. Uh, okay. <laughs> you couldn't have been further away on the planet. I'm okay. great at accents, as you can tell. Yes, yes. But he looked at me and he said, Guy, why wouldn't I be happy? I, I catch the, the train to work. Every day I sit on the, on the train for two hours. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do no. exactly. Uh, I, I sit on the train for two hours every morning and I just look out the window and I look at this beautiful country that I now live in and uh, I think about my children. I think about my football, you call it soccer, and um, I get to work and, and I clean this building and I'm very good at it. I make this, the building look beautiful and, uh, and it's not hard. It's, 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 it's easy. It's easy for me to do, and and yeah, I'm trying to do his accent again. Yeah. And whilst and whilst um whilst I'm cleaning, I can think about my soccer and my my football, my family and my children, and and every month I send money to my family in Argentina, and they think that I'm a god because I do this for them. And then I catch the train home, and again I think about my soccer, my football, my family, and and my son. Guy, you tell me why I shouldn't be happy. Mm, great perspective. Wasn't it? And in that moment, I didn't realize it in the moment, but I'd been given one of the best lessons anyone's ever given me. 
Mm. Yeah, he, um, he, he, he'd figured out life, right? He'd mm. figured out life. And I call them the two choices. The two choices are you can either find what you love doing and make that your career or choose to love what you do. Mm. And Mario had chosen to love. I'm sure he didn't grow up thinking, I will clean toilets and that is my purpose. He, but he, was, he wasn't cleaning toilets. He was, he was creating an environment in a building, a clean, beautiful environment where the tenants of that building would come in every day to this beautiful environment that he made beautiful. Mm. That's what he focused on, right? So there's two choices in life. You either find what you love doing and all of the motivational speakers all over the internet tell you to do this. Find what you love doing and make it your career. Well, there is another choice. Whatever you do, decide to love it. Mm. And take the example from Mario. I've, I've read somewhere that, it, you know, you've got 100 things going through your mind yeah. and 99 of them might be positive, happy things mm. and there's one negative and yet we tend to focus on the negative yeah. and disregard the other 99. Mm. So it's that. And if you look at it, you know, statistically, why aren't we weighted towards the happy or the better, mm. but we somehow still tend to gravitate to the negative? Mm. So it's that conscious decision to look at the positive. Well, I guess the negative is where the danger is. Mm. And so our brains are designed to look for danger so you can protect yourself from it. And yes. that's why we probably gravitate to the more negative aspects of life. Mm. But, yeah, I loved I loved meeting him. He, he really shook my brain up that day yeah. i didn't realize it at the time it wasn't until later on that evening excuse me lo looking back on that day that i'd insulted him and i felt really bad for doing it uh, i didn't even understand at the time that i did it but then he gifted me instead of being offended himself he gifted me one of the best lessons i've ever received you know why wouldn't i be happy well part of we, we mentioned in a previous podcast about the curiosity yeah and I like, we've been doing some coaching, business coaching recently. And mm. one of the things we asked was, uh, what do you do and what's one thing, curious thing about you or something that nobody knows? Or, mm. or, and I remember we were, Sam, yeah. she was saying that for three years, she was a truffle farmer. That's right. And she taught me that white truffles are better than the dark truffles. That's I didn't right. know that. And yeah. to look at her, you'd not know that yeah. at all. There was yeah. nothing. And I joked with her, you know, your nose is so clean for a truffle farmer. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> she had a dog that did the work. She wasn't it. down there trying <laughs> to find them herself. But, hey, Sam, shout out. <laughs> but there's so many things about people that you can't tell on the surface mm. or what they're currently doing, what their backstory is. Mm. And people are like, you can learn so much from other people. So mm. never mm. be the ones that think like potentially you did when you were younger, yeah. that you're somehow better than. Yeah. It's you, you never know the lesson that someone else can teach you. Yeah. I, I got one the other day. Yes. Oh, I just popped it in my head when you were saying that. So firstly, a big shout out to the, the field service guys at the city of Charles Sturt over in Adelaide. So I've been working with them for well, over 20 years. I, and it's one of my oldest and, and loveliest clients and some of the guys that were in the room I met over 20 years ago when I first did some training there. But one of the guys came up to me and said, Guy, um, do you remember what I said last time we met? And this was probably 10 years ago. I said, no. <laughs> and he said, oh, you said you love this quote. And I said, can you tell me the quote again? <laughs> and he said, yeah. He said, a setback is a setup 
for a comeback. Oh, oh, how good's that one? That's good. Yeah. A setback is a setup. Set up for a comeback. Yeah, and what? I remember when he said it. I remembered the first time he told me, but I'd not written it down. I hadn't given it the energy that it deserves, and I hadn't brought it into my, you know, teachings or or even just my everyday thoughts. But when he said it, I, I looked back and I thought, wow, yeah, that was a, a, a beautiful gift. And so he'd learned, learned it in a book. He'd read it. And, yeah. and he said, oh, I've got, 10 years ago, I've got one for you. I've got something. Anyway, but he reminded me of it. And so, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Great way to reframe that adversity. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that, that would be a Mario way of thinking. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Mario thinking. Let's label it as a thing. <laughs> Mario thinking. Yeah. A setback is a set. set up for a comeback which ties into the anti-fragility message that you give in your keynotes Mm. Mm. i like this okay so the happiest man on earth mario yeah maybe that's what we call this podcast yeah yeah happiest man on earth you have two decisions in life you can either choose to find what you love doing and make it your job make it your career and then you'll never have a career You'll you'll never work but actually on that, right, I have met people who have done that. They've gone down that path. They've chosen what they love and then they've made it their career, but then they made a decision to not like their work anymore. Yeah. So they took the enjoyment out of their passion. Mm. Yeah. But then the other choice is just to choose what you love doing. And it is a choice, isn't it? It is. Yeah. How if, you frame if you it. can be happy cleaning a toilet because you're making a beautiful environment for other people, you're part of a presentation team, mm. that is ultimately a choice. Yes. And we, we choose our careers. I don't know too many people who had a gun held to the head in high school. You will be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, mind you. I don't know why precious, they have that voice. Precious from families and whatever. But, yeah, yeah you have a choice. You do. Make it, make it your passion. Yeah, make it your passion. Choose what you love. All right. Bollinger, where are you? Yep, Bose. Bose, Hello. Come on. Hello. Yes. Should, should we choose another company? That <laughs> <laughs> Chanel. Lynn Chocolate. Oh, yeah. They're, they're one of our... Fa- they are our favourite chocolate. I know. Oh, okay. Tell people about the experience. <laughs> okay. So, we were booked on a flight to go to Darwin. Yeah. And at 4am in the morning, it was, a, it was an early flight, uh, two sectors up to Darwin from Sydney... 4am, we got up and woke up to a text message that our flight had been rescheduled to the next day. Yeah, Unfortunately, day <laughs> that was the day that you needed to be there yeah, to the do keynote. your keynote. Mm. So we thought, okay, up early, go to the airport anyway, and we'll sort it there. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, there's got to be other flights that can get us That's to right. That there's, there are other ways. Yes. And we managed to, whilst in the line to... Uh, the help desk booked another flight on a different carrier, a different carrier, yeah. and it actually worked out faster and cheaper. Yeah, uh, we got there, and but we weren't where we would normally be seated. Yes, the cabin Are crew. Are you saying that we get nice seats? <laughs> <laughs> we're, ne- we're not in the pointy end. No, we're not. We just no. get a little bit more leg room. <laughs> <laughs> but because <laughs> we fly so often, the cabin crew were amazing. They um, when they came around with the cart to offer mm. some meals. Not knowing that airline's particular uh, 
menu. Yeah. We, you know, I, I said, look, I, I'm not familiar. Could you tell me what they are, please? And he, he very kindly. He was great. He? He, he was like extra customer service. Yeah. And he kept saying, oh, look, you know, and and it was like I'd never flown before and he's, he's helping me. <laughs> he, he would never clue that you're an airline captain who's flown millions of miles. No, I try not to tell people. Yes. But it was, um, it was amazing. And then at the end of the flight, so it was a four hour, 10 minute flight. Yeah comfortable you know we watch shows etc and then just before top of descent he came through the cabin and he gave us a sick bag full of lint chocolate. <laughs> chocolate's our favourite chocolate. I know it was like gold. Yeah, but I, but I reflected on that. It's because you inject energy into every interaction you have with human beings, Michelle. Oh, you thank make you. people feel better when you leave them. You always do this. So that was a reflection on you. But he, he gifted us with, with our favourite chocolate. I know. So, Lint. Yes. Okay, Lint. If you're listening, we like Lindor, the, the balls. Yeah. <laughs> we, our favourites are the white ones, but we like, the, we like the milk, we like the dark. So, if you want to reach out and sponsor this podcast, Bollinger haven't come to the party. <laughs> Neither of those. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. But, you know, I'm sure that they'll all come rushing and they'll be fighting each other for who can sponsor us first. Mm. Yes. More dogs. More dogs. World will be a better place with more dogs. Yep. If you want merch with more dogs on it and Captain the Clown on the back of the T-shirt, go to our website at captainandtheclown.com. And uh, great talking to you again, Michelle. Fantastic. Thanks, Guy. Cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> the, You're such a clown. The clown. Captain. <laughs> Lady Captain. <There> <laughs> and who's going to listen to this? Maybe our mums. Thanks, mum. Thanks, mum.